Hello and welcome today to the Go Anteater podcast. My name is Russell Jenkins. I am the host of the podcast and today we actually have a special guest. It is the co-host of the Go Anteater podcast. That is Emily and she is here today. We have something fun in store for you today. We're actually not talking anything bug related, no business. We're doing a Halloween special and with this one we're just doing some talks and talking about three different horror movies. Um... Well, two horror movies, one that's kind of like a funny horror, uh, just to kind of give you guys a little bit something different. So, how are you doing today, Emily? How's your day going so far? It's going pretty good, Russell. I'm very excited to be here and to be talking about one of my favorite subjects in the world, the horror movies. Oh, I'm right there with you. I think we're going to have some fun with this podcast today. (laughs) Yes. Also... (laughs) Can uh, let's just be honest about what's happening. You are not here with me. You are remotely, and we're doing this. And so, if I stop looking at the camera, it's because <laughs> I am distracted. <laughs> Folks out there yeah, who are no. watching on YouTube, which, by the way, if you aren't watching on YouTube, you are missing out on Russell and I in our Halloween costumes. So go to goanteater.com. Uh, ABC Home and Commercial Services to get to our YouTube. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it is a, uh, we wanted to make sure that there was something for you guys to look at while we're on the podcast as well. So anyone that's just wanting to have a little bit more of the podcast, know that you can check us out on YouTube. Um, so today we we had three different movies that we watched and we're going to talk about today. The first one, um, I, I'm actually okay with any order, so I'm going to let you pick the order that we go through, but the three movies that we've chosen is Shaun of the Dead, The Void, and... Um, please Scary remind me stories. of the title of the last... Scary, Scary Stories, stories to, to Tell, tell in, in the, the dark. dark. Yes. That's correct. Which, if uh, I will... S- my preference is The Void, Shaun of the Dead, okay. and then Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because I actually have the books with me. And Ooh, nice. we've got some, yeah, we've got a lot of things to talk about. I so, like that. I like that. So, The Void, you watched it, yes? I did watch The Void, yeah. That one was a, uh, a pretty heavy, intense movie, but it was very, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I saw that movie in theaters and was afraid to drive myself home after seeing it. Uh, I checked my checked my car like extensively to make sure that you know, no one was hiding <laughs> in it before I left the movie theater. And then, as I was driving home, I kept looking in my back, my rearview mirror, to make sure that there was no sort of like demon or <laughs> anything else hiding within the depths <laughs> of my car. It scared me, and I don't get scared very easily. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. This one was definitely intense. Um, I see why you gave me that warning. So one of the reasons why we're remote today is that uh, I'm expecting a little one at any moment. So we're at home. But that when you gave me that warning that there was a scene in there of a pregnant Uh woman, I I let Mary Margaret know about that. But man, you weren't kidding. That was pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah. Russell, what 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 if Mary Margaret has the baby right now? And you have to go to the hospital 
in your Buzz Lightyear in my costume. in my Buzz Lightyear outfit. Yeah, like that would be quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be. Uh, I would be the only one in the hospital, probably wearing a costume at this it's time. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, so that that scene particularly um, really kind of that was kind of for me like the climax of everything because that was kind of like the the point of no return um right you i didn't really expect for that character to uh succumb to you know her her fate but she did and um actually i'm i'm kind of confused by the cult aspect of that movie um did you you, I agree. you got yeah, did you what are your thoughts on that? Cuz I was sort of left like, wait, so why are these people important? He needed these um or you know, this this leader needed these people in order to get to a different realm. I didn't that's like the one le- the hanging part of that movie that I just didn't quite get my hand my he- my head around. I would agree. I don't really I think that it was like just uh it added to the suspense of the movie. It added some of that uneased feeling. But yeah, I didn't really understand myself why they were um, so heavily a big piece of the movie. I mean, before we dive into it more, I'm sure there is plenty of listeners and viewers that have not seen The Void. So if you haven't yes. seen The Void, do you mind giving them like a spark note of the gist of The Void? Uh, yes, and I will also say, spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen The Void, <laughs> now's the time to cut out, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Um, okay, so it is, we, we, we start off, I'm not going to do like a full synopsis, but right, right. we start off, it's, it's um, a small country, or uh, not country, but a small um, countryside town, and uh, we are, there's a sheriff who is just about to get off duty and he finds someone cr- crawls out of the woods and they think, or he thinks that the, the, the person that's coming into their coming out of the woods is, um, like a, a drug addict and takes him to a hospital where there's recently been a fire, like the, the bowels mm-hmm. of the hospital, um, mysteriously caught on fire and they are moving all of the remaining patients and staff to a different hospital and so they get to this hospital and all of this weird things start happening creatures from a different dimension just start showing up in the hallways and um, things get bloody and gory and violent and they're figuring out like what is happening at this hospital and there's a darker secret to it all um about the doctor who is in charge of the hospital and i'll leave it at that because i don't want to spoil it how was that oh yeah no (laughs) and that was i thought that was a great synopsis and then one of the things that like man Beverly creeped me out like really right Beverly. off the bat kind of at yes at the beginning of the movie like where she's holding the scissors and she's like repeating over and over this is not my face this is not my face oh man yes 
that that gave yeah. me like the chills all over. Um, Russell, did you know it, that that movie was crowdfunded? That was crowdfunded. I did not know that. Yes, That's intense. That was a crowdfunded project. Um, hmm. And yeah, so uh, completely made by people who just wanted to see the movie get made, which I thought was pretty interesting too. I don't think of, and to be as successful as it was, you know, goes to show. Oh, ya. for sure. Oh yeah, and that that was a that's a Canadian horror movie, correct? I yes, believe sir. so. Yeah, yeah. It sure is. So what's one of the things that really stuck out to you in that movie? What made your skin crawl? Um, well, hardly any of the effects in the movie are CGI. Um, mm-hmm. a, most of everything were real effects created by, you know, like an effects team uh, that belonged to the movie. So all of the nasty and the, and the just... The, the prosthetics and the makeup and everything that's all real you're watching that with your own very eyes <laughs> as it exists um right and that i i you know you don't get that a lot in movies especially in horror movies these days um so that i really really enjoyed and it's just the, the creature feature of it all um they took a lot of their inspiration from movies like the thing um mm-hmm. and i know that they also <clears throat> Uh, it's got like a Lovecraftian spin to it all, you know, the different realms and and the evilness of it. But yeah, that was my favorite part was just doing after seeing it, being like, oh, how did they? Because that's kind of what I do when I go see movies. I I often ruin movies for myself because I'll start reading about them while I'm watching them. But <clears throat> they, the fact that they made all of those special effects is just crazy to me. What about you? Oh, I mean, a spe- oh, I that to me is what stood out. When you pointed that out to me, I had a little bit of unfairness. You pointed it out to me before I watched that movie because you had seen this movie True. before we decided to do this for the podcast. But um, that really did stick out to me. A movie that's in 2016, typically those horror movies are using very heavy visual effects to accomplish what they're trying yes. to do, which to me... it. When it comes to horror, some movies, like the action movies and stuff like that, CGI or visual effects adds to the movie. While mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the times for a horror movie, the more real it is, honestly, the more chilling, the more uneased you get with the film. So I think that's why that movie just left such an impact on me was it was a very... um. It was intense. That's like if yeah. if I could pick one word to describe how you would feel going through your journey of the void, it's just intense. Yes. I mean, everything from the beginning to the end is is very bloody gory, which I love that. I mean, that's part of the reason <laughs> why I like horror movies. Um Right. But seeing that with the actual live prosthetics where it's not something that's created by a computer, it just it's more relatable to the audience. You can get more it's more real to you. You can actually relate to it a little bit more than, say, someone jumping or doing some crazy stuff and what you do with, like, the visual effects of things. Yes. Yeah, I'm... My favorite part... So, you know, there's a lot of horror movies now where you'll have a person who's, like, doing a weird contortion backwards and then they're walking towards you. (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> that it, but you can tell well, a lot of the time, sometimes they do have like very talented people who can do that. But a lot of the time that is CGI. And so mm-hmm. just, just knowing that, I, yeah, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to describe how awesome just the art in that movie is. Well, I get what you're saying. Like the, the whenever you see something bend over backwards and they come running at you on screen, it's almost like it is a little <laughs> bit scary, but you can tell that a computer generated yes. what's coming at you, which makes it less real. It makes yes, it kind of where absolutely. you can live in this. This isn't really happening. This is just mm-hmm. a movie where the void definitely pulls it in. Yes realms and stuff like that who knows i'm not to the be the person to say anything yay or nay on that however it is very the way they approach prosthetics the way they approach their effects it felt real to the audience it felt like it was actually something that you could reach out touch and put your hands around and actually have um actually like if i woke up in the next realm i could hold this (laughs) big scary creature (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Just, exactly. Just the co- the the everything about just the colors. Like, hospitals are not exciting or fun places to be usually. So um, it's yeah, all of it is. It's just got a creepy vibe to it. It um, does. It does. It's it's definitely when you recommended that. I'm a huge horror person, and I had not seen that before this, and it has gone down as one of my most recent favorite ones for sure. Mhm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I th- do we want to move on to Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, totally good. So now we'll move into like a little bit more of that comedic relief. <laughs> um, Shaun of the Dead is spoiler alert again. If you, which I really hope you've seen Shaun of the Dead, but hey, if you I haven't, mean, yeah. you haven't. Um, and what's funny is that like last week, well, for whatever reason, I was saying Sean. Sean Pegg or Sean something else it's Simon Pegg is actually who I was referring to when it came to Shaun of the Dead um I got what you meant but Shaun of the Dead the whole premise of it is it's a zombie movie I mean everyone's seen dozens of zombie movies um but the way that this one approaches it is just really funny you have (laughs) Simon who's in a relationship with a woman and you can tell that she is getting very bored of him because he wants to go to the Manchester or Winchester, not Manchester, the Winchester every day. Um, Because that's where his buddy was. Uh, That movie, uh, to me, I love Simon Pegg. I've loved all the movies that he's done in that vein. I like his funny slash horror gory side of the fence. Uh Um, What was your favorite part of Shaun of the Dead, though? What stuck out to you? Um, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was I, f- I feel like it was either the first movie of its kind or it, it's been a long or it had, it had been a long time um, to have a movie where you're taking a horror element and then obviously putting a comedy on top of it. But also the ty- the kind of comedy was in a weird way like frequent callbacks to the jokes before like slapstick um it like it's it's they're easy jokes but it was so geniusly done 
Um, oh, yeah. Like, you've got red on you. You know, that comes up three or four <laughs> times. And <laughs> and each time it's like, ha, ha, ha. And then it's blood. And then, you know, it's something else. Um, or, you know, going to the Winchester, you know, the, the place where Sean and um, I forgot his girlfriend's name, Liz. Uh, Liz. That's, you know, that's the last place that they want to go. Or, but it, you know, it is, that's the last place in the world that they're going to be able to go because it's the end of the world. Uh, right. So, yeah, I just, the, the, and then even to the point where they're, you know, they're, they're taking down a zombie and they start to hit the zombie in sync with each other. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that scene. <laughs> like all of them they, dancing around it yes, and hitting it. Yeah. It's so subtle. Um, but yeah, when that movie came out, I was I was obsessed with it. It was so great. Oh yeah. One of my favorite scenes, it's towards the beginning, like it, I think it's like whenever the first it is the first zombie that pops on the screen. They're in mm. the backyard and they're like looking around trying to find something to be able to kill the zombie <laughs> with. Once they realized it was, they accidentally shove her and she like falls back and like yes. the pole goes right through her stomach. Man, that made me crack up because they're like, oh. <laughs> but the best part after that was going and getting the vinyl records. Mm-hmm. And they're like sitting back in the, the like just flipping through. Is this one okay to throw? No, 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 no. I like that one. Keep yep. flipping. And the zombies are just walking towards them this entire time. Oh, what about this one? Oh, I hate that one. That's fine. Just throws it. And they miss <laughs> probably out of the 10 they throw. Only two of them landed, which is just too. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And they both like they're going through them and they both land on the Batman soundtrack and they're like, yeah, throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh I kind of thought I kind of thought that you were going to bring this up. So I had been considering asking you if you had to throw a record at a zombie, Ooh. which record do you think you would throw? So you, I you have vinyls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of vinyl. Any vinyl that I've bought wouldn't be thrown. <laughs> the vinyl okay, that I got from my enough. parents, the the vinyl <laughs> I got from my parents, it'd be Bill Cosby. I mean, he's already he's already destroyed oh, yeah. his reputation at this point. So, like, since yeah. he's already destroyed that reputation, I'm like, why not? Let's just throw the Bill Cosby records. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I can agree with that decision. Next would be Fleetwood Mac, just because, like, I like Fleetwood <gasps> Mac, but not, like, a lot. So, like, it, they would be the next vinyls I would throw. Oh, Russell. That's I know. But when we what, move what? past that, that's when you move into, like, Pink Floyd, Rush, Led Zeppelin, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, like, you're getting into okay. my favorites. So, like, I wouldn't be able to touch sure. those. It would be the bill cosby records and then right after that would be the fleetwood mac and after that i'd be like well i guess i gotta find something else (laughs) yeah then it would be the point where you run yourself into the shed to try to find (laughs) exactly uh, a a weapon to defend yourself with okay exactly okay i get it i don't have vinyl so i would probably have to throw vhs tapes and it would probably be all of um my boyfriend's uh motorcycle tapes those would go first (laughs) easy rider (laughs) all of his easy rider tapes (laughs) oh my gosh don't listen to this podcast thank you yeah right (laughs) (laughs) 
Because if there's a zombie apocalypse, man, you're losing all your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Russell, um, I, I, do, I just want to briefly touch on the... These zombies were very slow. So I yes. think that was a benefit. I'm, I'm you know, because you've got all kinds of zombies, fast ones, ones that can run, you know, they're, they're endless species of zombies. Um, right. But these, they, <laughs> and, and apparently they can't smell, you know, because right. there's that scene where they're, they're mimicking being zombies and they are able to slip right past them. Where in most cases, zombies can smell, you know, your, fr- your your body, like your fresh human body working. And that's why they come after you. Um, right. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting, too. Um, I hadn't really seen zombies that could you, know, you could basically uh, blend in with, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, here's if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, there's another spoiler coming. So, like keep that in mind but like there's two extremes right you got you got the the Shaun of the dead zombies where they clearly can't smell you just walking you're fine but then you got the walking dead where they're like cutting open a zombie and spreading guts all over them so that way they can blend in oh yeah no that was something i hadn't okay and I haven't seen that done in a zombie flick. That was something I think that's a little unique about Shaun and the Dead is that you, they couldn't smell the humans because typically they can. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or they, yeah, you can. They can smell you, or some other sense that they have is heightened because you know they they can no longer. Not there's not operating the rest of your body. Um, right. But they they didn't. They were slow mindless and that also plugs back to the very beginning when it shows you know sean on on the bus and all of the people around him look like zombies but they're not they're people (laughs) they're just going about their daily commute (laughs) which says something about you know our existence as a whole but we don't have to go right (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's a very sad sad train of thought (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think that the slowness of the zombies added to some of the funniness. Like, one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. about that is when you have the two best friends walking down the, um, like, right when they leave the bar, before they know the world's completely collapsed, essentially. And you have that one in the alley, and they're like, yeah, oh, my gosh. That scene, that cracked me up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's and a then, good one. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and then how um, at the very end, what I loved on how they kind of wrapped it up was where, like, their zombies were even, like, kind of tameable would be a way to look at it. Because, like, that is true. his buddy's in the uh, the shed, and he goes out there, and they're just gaming together like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, that- he, like, reaches over. And and he's he tries to bite him, but he's like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that you know, I I, I always considered maybe th- I, it would kind of ruin it if I think if they tried to do a Shaun of the Dead two, and it's too far gone now. I don't think, but that would also be like an interesting TV show if they decided to do a spin off. It's you know Shaun and uh. 
I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. But yeah, you it's and him me both. existing as a zombie, zombie friend, my zombie best friend. <laughs> right. That would be a, like do like shorts. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even yeah. have to be like long. It could be like a five minute like clip of just randomness. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm ready for our last one. And this is. Oh, yeah. Me too. Probably one of my favorite movies and horror movies. And I watch it, I watch it more often than just every Halloween. Uh, but it is scary stories to tell in the dark. Ooh. Um, so, do you, Russell, do you remember this? the books? Oh, of course. I read all of, okay. I read the whole book. Okay, excellent. The, the whole well, series. There's, there's three books. Yeah, I've read the okay. whole series. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what is do you remember what your favorite story from 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 any of the books was? Ooh. And that is a tough one. Um I'm gonna let you let you go first on this one. I haven't read the book it's been a minute since I read the books and I probably should have done my homework first, but um well, yeah, I, I'll let I, you take yeah. this first. I read them at lunch. I read all three books at lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a little caught up. Nice. Uh, my first, my favorite story has always been Harold, which is also the first story that they open with in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie, the movie. Right. Um, I've always, anytime I've seen a scarecrow, it's always, I've always gone back to Harold from scary stories tell in the dark 100 percent. i you know when, when you know when you watch a movie like when you've read a book and it's sort of like a childhood favorite of yours and then you know they, they make a movie about it sometimes it can be very disappointing uh yes 100 this, this movie i feel like did the books justice so well um because harold in the movie is absolutely terrifying um just he just he um, he he looks like what i pictured him to be uh, if he was alive in addition to the scary pictures that the books always had um but yeah harold is scary oh i would agree i loved how they made the visual where you could see like him coughing out straw the straw coming through his fingertips like yeah. everything that you would have read and felt like in your head i i totally agree that movie is beautifully executed because those books came out quite some time ago and um where i actually came across those books was from uh you remember like the book fairs at schools uh yes i do so i was like I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade and my mom didn't realize what she had got me at the time. Um, and so I remember getting those books, going home and reading through them. And I, I loved every one of them and I thought they were very well written. They were very scary. And it's a hard thing to live up to a book like that. Most movies don't compare to a book. I would say this movie quite frankly nails it on the head just like you did in yeah, to me it was the the straw actually growing through his fingers where it was like, man, that just I could feel it. It's like you could almost 
feel it. It was very uneasy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, real quick, I'm just going to throw the book up in front of the camera so that anybody who remembers, this is this is it right here, uh, by Alvin Schwartz is the author. Well, it's he gathered the stories, but um, I also, one of the ones that they did in this, in the movie was uh, The Big Toe. If, yes. Because you... That one was that was pretty scary. It wasn't as scary mm-hmm. in the book as it was in the movie. Um, Would agree. But they they definitely took a, a different turn on it. And then um, the spider bite. Oh, yeah, that one. That one was 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 always one that worried spiders. You know, have never been the same since I read about getting a spider bite. You always think that grown spiders are just gonna pop out of your face. Um, but yes, I I remember being like a weird little kid in elementary school and sitting in a corner of the library reading these books and then you know being like why am i so scared (laughs) 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 i still do that to this day is hey the funny thing is right if we went to the same elementary school i would have been in that same corner with you reading the same book i definitely i read a lot of horror books from school and that was one that i very much enjoyed so i can relate to that yeah and what was funny bringing up the spider one i actually whenever i uh one of my friends i gave him those books because i actually went back to see if i could find them either at my house or at my parents house and couldn't find them anywhere i think i gave them to one of my buddies like back then essentially and he as soon as he finished reading he actually asked me do spiders if they bite you is that possible like can that happen and i was like no that's not how it works but isn't that really scary like is it that's so unsettling (laughs) and then how they executed in the movie that is usually using visual effects cgi i thought it was very well done i mean just got bigger and bigger and it looked so grotesque and then just all these spiders pouring out man that would be that's something else yes absolutely and i think that they did a good job uh creating sort of a storyline and plot as to how to bring the stories all together into like one cohesive movie you know because obviously they had they had they had to come up with a way to make all these stories come together for a reason um so it was yeah i i love the movie i i probably watch it once a month i'm not gonna lie uh it's it's one of my favorites so aside from harold and aside from spider the spider what is the next favorite of yours in the movie then since you are so well versed in it from the movie um I can't now I can't recall there's the red room which was in yep. the movie. I could not find a story about the red room, so I'm not sure if that one was a part of the series. Uh, I don't remember that one being in the books. Okay. Cuz I thought uh, the same think- thing when I was watching the movie. But I also think they, I, I, she may have the the one that was in the in the hospital room where they were looking for the records. I think that that mm-hmm. was the pale lady. Uh, I'm and I def- yes, I'm 
okay. fairly certain. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the Wendigo, that one, mm-hmm. that one always freaked me out. Um, yeah, I think they all, they were just great. They were all great stories. Oh, yeah. I would agree. And um, if you haven't checked out the books, make sure you check them out because they are great. They, there's more stories than what's in the movie. Oh, and yeah. then if you don't have time for that, because some people make that excuse for certain things, the movie is very good, giving you a feel of that universe, what that what the mm-hmm. series is like. Um, they executed very well. I very much enjoyed it. I mean, this is the right time of year to be watching those types of movies. And it's I like this time of year because my wife enjoys horror movies more now because she married me. And she kind of mm-hmm. had no choice to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> but now Halloween gives me the excuse of like every weekend. I'm like, so you want to watch a movie? Yeah, okay, well, we're going to watch horror because it's Halloween. You know, it's, it's October. So I, I get that excuse during this time of year, which is nice because then I end up just going on like horror movie sprees. Me too, Russell. I well, you know, I don't need an excuse to watch horror. I I, I watch it pretty frequently, but I feel like I don't. Yeah, like I just don't need an excuse to watch it in in October. Uh, every oh, night, I fully agree. every night something's on. Um, I'm trying to watch right now. Uh, the new Hellraiser, which we so you good. Know, we discussed uh about watching i haven't seen it yet um yeah i've got so many things that that when we when we talked before um i've got so many movies that i have to watch that i haven't seen uh the new halloween came out it was good that was it russell (laughs) i mean it was not what I expected. It wasn't what I necessarily had hoped. But if you're going for just like a popcorn flick, it wasn't bad. But no, I mean, for the bow tie of the series, I would have expected more. That's where I'll Me leave too. it there. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. I was disappointed. He was too weak. I'm going to leave it there. No more. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because it's, it's brand new. So we probably shouldn't talk too much about it. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. <laughs> Okay, I'll leave it because I I have a lot to say that I probably shouldn't. That's why I just left it at that because I also don't want to deter people from going and seeing that movie. But at the same time, I mean, being along, I'll give my two cents. We're not going to give any spoiler alerts, but my two cents on that is it could have been... Could have been so much more than what was. It could have been so much scarier than it was. Mm -hmm. Um... And I really don't think they did Michael Myers justice in that movie. Um, I'll leave it there. It could have been better. Uh, However, Hellraiser, I'm going to flip it into that mode. The classic Hellraiser is one of the... It's classic for a reason, right? Like, you only get that for... Has to be a reason. There's a certain amount of viewership and fans from that. I loved the originals, and... I was a little reserved on how this was going to be on the new one. And if you haven't seen it, anyone that's listening, anyone that's watching, go watch the new Hellraiser. It's one of those few that I actually look at. I'm like, that was a good remake. Um, that's actually very well done. It was very uneased. The The way that you have the visual effects and the computer. Because some of those computerized, to be able to bring full thoughts into reality they did a good job in that movie um definitely a good watch so 
did I ever tell you, kind of shifting gears, did I ever tell you the funny thing about, in college, my connection, like, my relationship with horror movies in college? No. So, I, towards the end of college, I had classes where the professor would give you the syllabus up front, and it'd be like, this is all the papers and stuff you need to write for the class. Well, I was that student that hated schoolwork, so, like, the first month or two, like, I would be doing nothing but schoolwork, but then that left okay. the rest of the semester for me to watch or do whatever I wanted. So I watched a ton of horror movies in college, some very bad, some very good. But at one point, Mary Margaret and I were sitting down and she was looking up and she's looking through our Netflix, all of, you know, all <laughs> of our streaming Netflix, the Hulu, the Amazon. And she's like, man, I swear the CIA and the FBI must have our IP address like tagged <laughs> as a potential serial killer or murderer. Because yeah. if you looked at my watch history on all of those platforms, it was literally nothing but just that. <laughs> just horror movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably same. <laughs> same. We're yeah, we're on someone's watch list. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. 100%. That's, That's why okay. I use a VPN these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just around uh, the just... world wherever I want to be. Yeah, there there. Well, we should probably wrap up cuz we've been talking for a while. But We have I and have... we digressed a little bit. <laughs> we did. Which we always do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I want to thank you for joining today. I look forward to you being in more a podcast moving forward as a co-host for the Go Anteater podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with doing this episode. I hope we do more like this. I think we should. And, you know, since we kind of are driving it, I think we can. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also just want to do a quick plug for another podcast, not ours. But if you are in the mood to hear a very well-produced and spooky podcast. Um, there is a podcast called Quick Judgment, Spooked, and they are, I, I was listening to them all last night, and some of their stories, they have people with real-life experiences come and then tell their stories. Uh, it is pretty good. So, Snap Judgment, cool. Spooked, go check it out if you like the spookiness spooked i'm gonna have to check that out myself um okay that sounds cool that sounds cool well and then uh then again i want to thank everyone for tuning in today whether that be through youtube or any type of listening platform we're on quite a few of them or all of them um we like to have fun the go anteater podcast is really just overall telling stories we're a home service business but as you can tell from this episode sometimes we just like to talk and have fun about different things and uh I think this was a fun podcast going over horror movies. It gave me an excuse to watch horror movies. It felt like it was the first time I had homework that I enjoyed. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, well, thank you again, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, please check on our podcast next time. We'll have another episode coming out not too long. All right. Thank you, everybody. Cheers and have a wonderful day. ABC Home and Commercial Services. 